We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Welcome to another Conversation here with Dan. Eh? I don't know. But (laughs) as for what we're going to be discussing this week, it's a follow-up to a video we did a while back now. Uh, But it started getting a lot of comments and a lot of play on our YouTube (coughs) channel. And a lot of the follow-up tends to be around... Well, I'll back up a little bit. It was a video where we were asked to discuss what the history of the Church of Christ was. And so we discussed a lot of the big picture Church of Christ, like Christ's Church as established on Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of people that have watched it and they've commented... They felt it was a little disingenuous in places because they were looking for the history of what we now see as like sign outside of the building, Church of Christ. And so I think that that's kind of where we would like to start. What is some of that history? Well, that history is rather complicated. Okay. Um, the, in the United States, let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, and in... Uh, Britain, uh, in the 1700s, the 1800s, there was a movement of people that wanted to restore what they called New Testament Christianity, Mm -hmm. and among those were some circuit-riding Methodist preachers, uh, Baptist preachers, um, Presbyterian Preachers like uh, Thomas and Alexander Campbell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and these different men in their different spheres, Barton W. Stone, were studying their Bibles and they were comparing their Bibles with what they saw in a denominational Christianity. Mm. And <clears throat> they were seeing different things. Um, they were seeing one church in the Bible, and they were seeing all these different denominations. They were seeing what they saw as a plan of salvation in the Bible that seemed different than the plan of salvation that some other people were were teaching. And so hmm. <clears throat> this was not a movement by one group of people. It was a movement yeah. that was sort of systemic in that time of people wanting to get back to the Bible. They didn't all meet together and decide, hey, we're going to have this change in our philosophy. Eventually, some of them, uh, because they were prolific in writing and publishing things back then, the written page, Mm -hmm. uh, they published things, they had debates and everything with other people, and they became aware of each other's works. Okay. So, um, um, John Smith and the Campbells, or Barton Stone and some others would become aware of each other and they would visit and they would talk and 
And so they they gradually associated with each other because they had similar ideas. Ah. And after gradually associating with uh, one another, they they took on various nomenclature names at sure. first. So they didn't <clears throat> decide, hey, we're going to be called a new denominational movement and no. we're call ourselves the Church of Christ. No, in fact, um, Alexander Campbell and his... Uh, they were members of what was called the Redstone Baptist Association. Okay. And they they said they were Baptist because they practiced immersion as baptism, mm. which was the biblical word, you know, baptizo. So yeah. they said as concerning baptism, we are Baptists, we are immersers, mm. see, they did not mean that as a, as a denominational name. They meant that as we practice immersion because the Bible pre- or teaches immersion. So it was a it was a way of showing distinction of what they practiced more than trying to name themselves. Yes, and okay. there was a group of Presbyterians um, that um, published a document called something like the Last Will and Testament of the Springfield Presbytery. Mm. And the reason that they did that was because this group of people had realized that in the New Testament there was no separate organization other than they could find here, and there was no separate creed, Hmm. and so they decided to dissolve themselves uh, and to just be what they read in the New Testament, and so... Uh, that group of people was involved in what we would call the restoration movement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, as I said, you had people come out of the Methodist Church, the Baptist Church, the Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. and others. And on the frontier of the United States, particularly, this was all about a get back to the Bible movement. Right. And they adopted eventually in the. A lot of them called themselves Churches of Christ because they read that in Romans 16 or 16. And some of them called themselves Christian churches Mm -hmm. because they read in Acts 11, 26 that the disciples were called Christians first in uh, Antioch. Some of them called themselves disciples of Christ because you find that terminology in the New Testament. But they all had a mentality that they were trying to restore mm. that church that they read about in the New Testament. So, yes, for those of you that are listening out there, I am not an expert in any way, shape, or form in restoration history. Mm. I know a few of the names. I, I, can, I can read Earl West's books, you know, about, about um, the restoration movement and get a lot of things out of that. But basically, it was a common idea. Yeah. And none of these men, regardless of the denomination they came out of, wanted to start a new man-made religious group. Mm-hmm. All of them wanted to. It was their goal to get back to the biblical church. So this, that's where it was really a movement that people kind of were just part of, but there wasn't a centralized body and is that why we still have, like we call them either non-denominational or they're just congregational style churches out there, whether they have Church of Christ over the door or maybe some of the other names that you've given? Yeah. Because they're still just trying to do this, well, this is what we find in the Bible sort well, of thing. Well, today, 
our history is not that way. So let's talk about today. You were, we were okay. talking about where this movement arose. Okay. So it started from several men, loose associations, but general ideas moving them forward. General ideas okay. of getting back to the biblical church. Yes. But today in Churches of Christ, if you see Church of Christ on the sign, mm -hmm. yeah. that does not mean in any way, shape, or form that you're going to positively meet people that have this idea of getting back to the New Testament church. Because mm. there are many churches that have Church of Christ on the sign today mm -hmm. all across Tennessee and Texas and other places that have no intention of trying to get back to the uh, original New Testament church. Nor okay. do they believe in the, in the direct biblical inspiration of the Bible. So if that's not <clears throat> the case... What is, like, what's the purpose of the name? What is... Well, the name is a carryover from the history. Okay. But some of those that wear the name today do not share the same philosophy at all of the Campbells and the Stones and the Smiths and all those others that came out of different denominations to get back to the New Testament church. Uh, before you... Um, before you uh, uh, started this video... I went back into my office, and in, in the early church fathers, mm -hmm. in, if you're reading the, the writings of Tertullian, a North African church father that, that uh, you know, wrote in the late second century, mm. or Irenaeus of Lyons, a, a European church father that wrote in the late second century, mm -hmm. or Justin Martyr uh, in the mid to late second century. If you read any of these guys periodically, you'll find them talking about the Church of Christ. Mm -hmm. And what they mean is the church that was established by Jesus Christ and his apostles. And so that's going back to what we were talking about in that last video. Yeah, that's going yeah. back to the beginning. But in fairness, those of you that you know, say, well, the Church of Christ began with Alexander Campbell or whatever... Mm -hmm. Alexander Campbell was one of many men who wanted to get back to that church that's read about in the New Testament. Hmm. Alexander was trying to get back to what Irenaeus was talking about and what Justin Martyr was talking hmm. about and what those second century fathers were talking about, the church that was established by Jesus and the apostles. So the things happening at that point in history where we started with the Campbells and the Stones and all this, it wasn't something new. It's just something about <clears throat> that time period. It was a walk. mood of that time period. And, yeah. and I suppose that that part of it had to do with uh, the rise of, of uh, different scientific and rational methods, hmm. the philosophy of John Locke and others that said, if you use the proper reasoning and logic and examine things in the proper ways, they will lead you to the proper conclusions. Yeah. And so they started to examine the Bible in a very objective way, uh, looking at the history and the context and all this and hmm. saying, what do we really have here? And let's get back to that. Um, it was not existential in that each person interprets their own feelings according to the Bible. It was, yeah. what does it actually say? There were a lot of people that wanted to look at the Bible that way and get mm. back to what they really read about. And Campbell and Stone and Smith and a whole bunch of others were, were of that mood, regardless yeah. of which denomination they came out of. Yeah. So when they, when they tried to restore this... Mm -hmm. And Christ said in Matthew 16, when Peter made his confession, upon this rock I will build my church, Christ's yeah. church, yeah. 
Well, they said, let's be that church. Let's be that one that Jesus built. Yeah. And so then all of that, since there never was a governing body, there was never one group that kind of made this whole thing happen. That's kind of what leads to a lot of the, there's still what seems to be splintering of these different groups in some people's eyes. But it's because they're all still in their own ways trying to go back to what's here. It just expresses itself differently and sometimes closer or further from, maybe. Well, I don't know that in today's world all of them share that same philosophy at all. Mm. I think liberalism that has taken hold across denominational lines has caused some of the people to to deny that the Bible is literally inspired and historically correct mm. And they look at the book differently, and so they use it differently, and they don't see the point of trying to get back to being that church of the New Testament. Yeah. They look at it differently. And some people that look at it differently still wear the name Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we are not those people that you're watching on this video. We believe in the verbal, plenary inspiration of the Scriptures. Okay. We believe that they can be read and understood. We believe that we can be that church of the New Testament today in as much as we teach what it taught about salvation, we teach the same gospel of Jesus, we teach the same promises that God made, yeah. and uh, we say the same thing about as they did, that though we are an angel from heaven, should teach any different gospel, mm-hmm. let him be a curse. So we don't believe that the church, with a capital C, can come along and change the the commands of Jesus and the apostles and update them and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the great differences in those that want to restore the New Testament church and those that see the church with a capital C as the authority and not the Bible and that the church has the power to change the rules as we go along. We don't believe that. Yeah. So I guess we could try to tie together our original conversation in this one by saying that the big C, Church of Christ, that was established on Pentecost... Has and it really wasn't a big C. Well, yeah. Because if you look at the names that the church was called in the New Testament, mm-hmm. it was never a proper name that this was the name. It was just right. descriptions of the church. Right. It was God's church. It was Christ's church. Yes. But and it was the not, one church. It's not saying that it was like a name, Big C Church of Christ, but the church, Christ's church. That's exactly right. Has been there and always existed. Right. But then in fairness to those who were like, well, what's the history of that group that y'all meet with with the name above the door? It originally came out of that movement of a desire to go back Usually to... Usually it's called the Stone-Campbell Restoration Movement. There we go. Yeah. And so that's kind of our personal history, but it's part of that bigger history right. of... For example, in, in um, colonial times, mm-hmm. and even before, there was a group called the Anabaptists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, they were long before Stone and Campbell or any of those. Yeah. But they were reading their Bibles, and while most of Europe, almost all of Europe, practiced sprinkling for baptism, mm-hmm. they realized in reading their Bibles that baptism was immersion yeah. as a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And so the Anabaptists, and I think uh, some of them uh, came over as part of the Puritan movement maybe in, in the colonial days, but the Anabaptists were persecuted and they were even drowned as persecution. Let me, let me immerse you real good, and they would drown yeah. them. But they were trying to replicate 
what the apostles taught in mm-hmm. the New Testament and be New Testament Christians. Yeah. So those people, I think, are as much part of this ideological history mm-hmm. that we have as were Stone and Campbell and some other people like that. Yeah. So would it be fair to say that <clears throat> even though the church today, like if you meet in a gathering, it's probably not going to look exactly like first century Christianity. Well, we have but, cars and computers and other yeah, things. Yeah. But we're trying to get always, like if you're trying to follow Christ, you're always going to try to go back to what he and his apostles originally established for those who wanted to worship God. Yes. In other words, if we read the moral teachings of the New Testament, mm. and the New Testament condemns drunkenness and, and uh, promiscuity and homosexuality, we're not going to update that and try to say we're the church and mm. permit all those things. No. Okay. Or have preachers that practice those sins to be our preachers, if you don't mind my saying so. Or whatever else. Yeah. Because that's not what the Bible says. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So maybe that prompts a couple of extra questions out there or other comments, but maybe this is a good continuation of that discussion because, like I say, it was one of those we did a while back, but a lot of you have been watching it and commenting, and so we always want to try to be fair. We just want to to say that we acknowledge that we have a history of predecessors that have had a goal of restoring biblical Christianity. Uh Not that Christians were perfect in the New Testament time, Mm. but that Christ and the apostles left us a a perfect will of God that we should strive for. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're part of that ideological history of going back to the Bible. Okay. There we go. So hopefully this helps. And as always, if you have other comments or questions, send them on in and we'd be glad to discuss them. Y'all have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.